Phenomenon. Podcast where we revisit things from your childhood and see if they were any good. I'm DJ. This is Damon. Hi. What's up? What's up, Dames? Uh, I ha- hi. I'm good. I'm also very good at uh, conversing with I fellow humans. See that you've had a conversation before. <laughs> um, I also weather. Today we're talking about phenomenon, part two of our. Weirdos who involve lightning in some way and yeah. have mental abilities above a normal person. I think this was less of a twin movie thing, though, because didn't it come out the next year? At least hey, calendar man, it year? takes a while to make movies. Yeah. Maybe you can crank out a movie every weekend, but some of us, you know, got to get John Revolta's schedule all lined up. Whoa. This, I will say, my one memory of this movie is, I think, the first time I ever heard my brother say his now trademarked phrase, John Revolta. Hmm. It's just mean. He seems like a really nice, normal guy. Down to earth, good head of hair, heterosexual not weird about it kind of guy. This is uh our is this our second John Travolta movie after Face, Face Off? Off. Yeah, maybe. Have we had any more? Is it our only our second? There might have been another one. I have a lot of problems with this movie, I'm sure. I mean, I don't remember them, but I'm have sure I will. Have you seen this movie before? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember liking it fine. Uh I don't think it was like a big experience for me. I don't have a lot of memories uh, around it. I do know that it is more difficult than I realized to spell phenomenon. <laughs> and I'm a pretty good speller. At some point... Oh, wait. Is it P-H-E-N-O-M-E-N-O-N? Oh, wow. I think I always drop a syllable. Phenomenon. I have to think phenom. Yeah. Menon. Yeah. Except for there's not two M's. It's not phenomenon. It's a... One of the most important things we can talk about about this movie is how difficult it is. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing this um, in the theater, possibly with my family. Yeah. Is, is this Robert with du- his? Is, is Robert this- Duvall in this too? No. Somebody else famous is in Kelly this. Preston. Isn't Kelly Preston his? Or is it Kira Sedgwick? Is in this? Kira Sedgwick. Okay. Yeah, because she makes chairs or something. Ugh! Wow, you have more memories. The chairs. Uh, I remember she like makes bad chairs. Wow, this this could be just a fever dream that I had. <laughs> I rem- uh, isn't there a tree? They sit under a tree. I feel like I want to start a band called Kira Sedgwick makes bad chairs. <laughs> I like uh, bands that have full sentences <laughs> as their names. I have to I have to Google the cast list. I'm sorry, we got to please. Uh, what I one thing I think uh, one of the reasons this movie is still remembered is that it is Master P's favorite. Uh, Masterpiece. Oh. It's his, uh, he likes to say, you know, in his song, did you ever hear that song he wrote about this? Uh, uh, phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Phenomenon. Yeah. That's all I got. That's my only Master P joke. Uh, Forrest Whitaker. That's who I was thinking uh, of. Forrest Whitaker. And Robert Duvall. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was going to say, you mistook Robert Duvall for Forrest Whitaker. 
Well, they both got the uh, age. I mean, one has more than the other, though. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it'll be apparent when we watch Phenomenon. Uh, I don't. I really don't have anything uh, else to say. You want to just watch the movie? Phenomena, phenomena. Good. One. You don't know what song I'm referencing, do you? It's na 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 na. Whatever yeah. that song is, I don't know what it's Isn't called. He sit- I think he said that in all his songs. By the way. Yeah, it's like and his- he was sitting. I think in a, on a basketball goal, like on the goal itself, like perched on the net mm-hmm. and just like moving around as much as you can dance without falling and breaking your whole head open. Sure. Um, that's all I remember. I think he was wearing green. Master P, call in. <laughs> Let me know. Confirm it. I refuse to get on YouTube. Data collection. Yeah. So call us instead. So we're going to watch Phenomenon. This, as of April 2018, this is on Netflix. Oh, nice. Knows? Who knows? Really? Yeah. So we're going to I feel like there's never a movie I actually intend to watch on Netflix. Well, this isn't one you'd normally seek out. Right, but I but feel like... you <laughs> listeners will do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> resignation don't be i think this can only be better than powder oh yeah this let's not go with resignation let's be excited be upbeat we're gonna have indian food i got the really crappy wine that tastes like bo it's gonna be fun (laughs) watch along with us we'll be back in a minute damon yeah (laughs) if i could reach the stars I'd pull one down for you. Oh, is this um if I could sing on Mars and poop it all on <laughs> to This is the kind of quality musical <laughs> and podcast content you can get if uh, if you become a patron, patreon.com slash you're in a child as an idiot, support the podcast. We're about to get new mics, Damon. Are we? I'm planning it. I, I haven't quite just figured got it out. Used to mine. That's a, you're not going to want that, Mike. Throw it out. This well, old can? Not yet. Oh, okay. Because I haven't got the new ones yet. Because we have to film the last half of this episode. Yeah. Film it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like. It's an industry term. <laughs> but the only way, the only way we can afford to do that is through our amazing patrons. Uh-huh. And you can help us uh, actually uh, continue to upgrade what we're doing. You can help us do cool stuff like live shows. We're, we're planning. We're in planning stages. Nothing's happening yet. Everyone settled. Damon, calm down. I got really excited, and th- then you told me to calm down, and I knew I shouldn't get excited. Yeah. But uh, the way that you can help us do that is by going to patreon.com slash idiot and become a patron. Uh, you can get cool stuff for uh, donations, but mostly... You know, you're just you're just helping us keep creating this, and you know that's what really matters. <laughs> I always lose it at the end. Everything you said was great until the end, and then it was ridiculous. That's what really matters. If I could change the change the world. Wait, are you doing all parts? I will be the sunlight <laughs> in your universe. You would think that brown or purple was something good. Oh, please don't change, change. <laughs>
<laughs> Wait. Don't I'm worry. sorry to the, the subject. The subject of the song went from... <laughs> Went from changing the world to pleading with the listener to not change the world. That's why Bernie Toppin create That's criticized why he hates the lyrics so much. We read this. We decided to read the uh, Wikipedia article on who change wouldn't? the world. Who wouldn't the song? And at one point, Bernie Toppin, lyricist for Elton John, just slams the lyric lyrical content. For change the world, it's really funny. Um, <laughs> Loves the song, hates he's a, the lyrics. He's a bitchy old queen. Let's be honest. <laughs> I don't think he's gay though. He's Bernie a bitchy old straight. Oh, he's a bitchy old Brit. Bitchy old. Tr- well, yeah, yeah. Bitchy old Brit. Yeah. Although I think he might be American. I can't believe we totally forgot that this song was like. I feel like once I movie. learned that, I feel like I could hear the 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 crying out of a thousand voices of just yeah. like people being like fucking that song not you, fucking that song but like that fucking song they probably said more like yeah. that was a phenomenon that song that song was a hit it was a huge i don't know if you heard my uh my um uh, uh, plan words before it was a phenomenon sorry i wasn't listening i was doing something else what are you doing over there i'm doodling why that's where doodling? the word that's where the word do comes from. When they're like, What are you doodling? And then they were like, Oh, do we It sounds like if uh, like Matthew McConaughey was your friend, be like, What what are you doodling, dude? Yeah, no. What are you doodling, doodling? And then he just started beating his chest. Mm. What a fucking jackass. I love him. You um, love him? Yeah, but not as much as I love John Travolta in Phenomenon. Solid segue. Recap this movie for me, Damon. Oh, Stop doodling shit. and recap. What else are you doing with your life? Nothing. Uh, so here's the deal. <laughs> George Malley. George O'Malley. Uh-huh. <laughs> George O'Keefe. <laughs> she's painting in the desert. Looks like it's strongly vaginal. Um, but then she's also John Travolta, and she lives in a small town in California. And um, he is a mechanic. Loved by many in the town. It's his birthday, 37th birthday. Don't want to talk about it. Uh, he gets a little tipsy-doodle, heads outside, looks up into the sky, sees a strange light. It blasts him right onto the street. He wakes up a little bit later, and all of a sudden... Uh, it's got powers, Phenomenally, huh? mm. he's pretty smart. He can solve his bunny tr- problems in his garden. <laughs> He creates Sounds like you're a, making a, joke, a but that's uh, actually... methane. Is that right? Methane fueled methane fertilizer fueled thing. Yeah. Car. He um, starts working with solar power gardening. He uh, nah, 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 blah blah blah. The movie spins its wheels for a bit. He's actually he's not sexually harassing her, but he like he he is harassing her yes. and like let's go out on a date sometime. I don't yeah. know why he did the Kermit voice, but hey, that's his choice. That's it his, worked for him. That's his style of harassment. Um, he wants to go out with Kira Sedgwick, a local artisan. She makes <laughs> chairs. I was correct about that. You were correct. Uh, and you remain to be to this day as correct about her ugly ass chairs. Eventually the government finds out about him, gets interested in him, does a lot of tests on him, doesn't like it, blah, 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 gets cancer. Turns out there's a tumor that's triggering all these parts of his brain. The 10% part of your brain myth that we also talked about in the powder episode, uh, blah, 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 dies of a tumor. Yeah. 
Is that enough? I mean, and you know what he did? He changed the world. Yeah, his tumor, the he, tumor gave him special powers. If I could describe him in just a phrase, I would say he is the sunlight of my universe. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get up and get my notes now. Okay. Actually, I don't need my pen so much. All right, I'm back. And we are back. TJ. Yeah. Um, this might be the most neutral I've ever felt about one of the movies we've watched. Well, the problem is it starts kind of charming. Like, yeah. I was kind of into it um, as much as I get into most movies that we do. Like, it, it wasn't ever going to be like a... You weren't on your phone yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're really uh, letting them behind the curtain here. <laughs> <laughs> Letting the listeners know that I sometimes don't pay attention to the mm-hmm. movies that we watch. You're like, who, who did he just die? <laughs> um, but then it sort of loses me uh, about two thirds of the way through. Yeah. Um, we've got. I'm going to give you. Hold on. I'm. I'm. I'm doing pluses and minuses here. Hold on. By all means, I welcome it. You don't have to well, talk. I, we no, just no, no, no. I'll, I'll just keep the listener occupied. Um. I'm getting older is what I'm realizing. And I, I'm starting to get to the age where anything I do makes me make a sound. <laughs> Just like getting up from a chair is a... <sighs> sitting down is a... <sighs> the worst is tying my shoes. Like tying my shoes, for some reason, it's like one of the least exertive things that I do throughout the day. But you'd think I'm like lifting a car <laughs> off of something. Like I'm DJ. just like... <sighs> I'm not saying that this isn't important, but you're supposed to be doing your pluses and minuses. <laughs> I'm keeping the listener occupied by telling them how old I am, <laughs> which is one year younger than George Malley. That's the tr- I didn't want to talk about it, but now I want to talk about it. That's the thing. Uh, that's the most unbelievable thing about this movie is no one's 37. But even I was trying to do the math in my head and I was like, welcome back, Cotter. Like he would have been probably in his early 20s then. Like how the fuck old is, is well, Jimmy Jack Jew? And uh, it turns out he's 42. In this, yeah, he's he, not like unbelievably old for the role. Yeah, well, that's that's. I looked it up too because I was like, John Travolta was either twenty or fifty in my mind. <laughs> Those are the two, or four, forty, probably like forty-five. Like uh, when I think of his like '90s comeback, like being in the what was right. the other one we watched? Uh, face like, off, face off. This Pulp one, Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Look uh, who's Broken talking Arrow. to. I think he's like just forty. Broken Arrow, you brought up. I don't know why that came to my head, but it did. Okay. Hey, you know, uh, to each his own. You're an abomination in God's eyes, but come on. <laughs> so you, he was like 42 when this movie came out. So it's not that crazy. But it's not a phenomenon. It's not you an know aging who phenomenon. Is almost 37. You. Why and you? Me. Okay. And me. Also Thank me. you. And almost by almost, I mean like a year away, but still. Or five years away. Who really knows? Yeah. Like in terms of geological time, they got they got the BC 80 transition wrong. So yeah. who knows mm-hmm. how old I am? Well, are we doing common era or are we doing AD? Um, BCE. Let me give you uh, let me give you some pluses here. I'll give you a plus. Do you have do you have uh, some good things? I don't in mark there? them down as pluses. I don't either. Minuses. I just you always ask me that, and I did it this time, and now you didn't. Because I'm a horrible person, I usually just what, the only time I start writing is when I'm like, "Well, this is it. The movie lost me just now, and here's what it is." So I didn't. I, I stayed pretty clear from my notepad for about a good twenty minutes. 
I'm going to start um, that thought over you, About until Cheryl Crow started singing. And then I'm like, good. Oh, yeah. I got to write that down. She's got every day's a winding road. Get a little bit closer. My favorite thing about that song, uh, about every day is a winding road, is the the background vocal part. So, Cheryl Crow. Do you want me to play Cheryl Crow? We can do a reenactment. Yeah. Okay. So, you be Cheryl Crow. I'm going to get your key first. You you do it. You're going to what? I got to get your key. Like, sing it first. Uh, Every day is a winding road. Okay. Okay. One. Do I do it again? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. Every day is a winding road. He does sound like he's literally singing into a Campbell soup can that's like tied to a tin tin string. The part is fine. You know what? Don't worry about it. The Go par- on. The part, the background vocal part, as written, is totally fine. It's cool. You don't know what they wrote. We got down, some. Though. We got some uh, movement against uh-huh. a static note. That's a really cool thing to do. I was sometimes. just about to say that. So that's great. But the execution is very annoying to me. Every time I hear that song, it's early Sheryl Crow, which I like. It's the only Sheryl Crow era that I actually really BCE Sheryl yeah. Crow. But then that background vocal pops in. He's like, every day is a winding road. <laughs> Do you think it's a guy who smoked too much and he yeah. has one of those voice boxes? Oh, things? maybe that's it. Oh, now I feel And now bad. you're making fun of him. That's great. I'm that's Cheryl Crow's uncle. You son of a bitch. It's funny that you brought it up because it was one of those things that I had. I, my brain was like, I'm going to put a pin in it. <laughs> and I was like, huh, what'd you say, brain? And it's like, don't worry about it, but it's going to come up later. And then like 20 years later, you're like, you ever notice the background vocals? <laughs> and my brain was like, and here it is. <laughs> the payoff. And then you're like, well, that was kind of a lame build up. Why didn't you just tell me? Thing. And then I could have had this moment with TJ <laughs> where we were bonded over it. But instead, I'm like, wow. <laughs> what other pluses you got? Um. I don't think I even let you say one plus, really. Only one title card. Touchstone Pictures. Oh, yeah. single thing. The production company. I haven't seen a single production company only on a movie since probably this movie came out. (laughs) I mean, even even now when I feel like it, for the most part, is one production company, it's like... It's like a plot beat in and of itself. Have you yeah. actually fucking timed the Marvel Studios? The like, flipping I the things. get it, but it's flip. It starts with the flipping through the comics. Well, that's but then the comic characters start yeah. zooming out at now me, it's a whole and thing. then it's like you're zooming out of the V, and it's like I already know what it is. I saw Iron Man and the Hulk. I know what studio this is. Just fucking say it. <laughs> but it's like wait. Well, it used to be a thing because they'd like. Right. Through, it was like a comic book flip, and you're like, all those comic book nerds were like, oh, boy, I recognize here that we eyelid. go. Uh-huh. Here we go. But then, yeah, now it's like, just remember all these characters from the 26 movies of this series so far? And you're like, yeah. And I like all them. I'm a sucker for a, a good comic book movie. But it's still just like, okay. A title card needs to be, at most, five seconds long. Who is John Turtletaub? I looked him up. This, the fact that I said when we were looking at the uh, credits and I said, I know that name, it reflects more on me than John Turtletop. Uh, he is the director of ahem, the National Treasure Biology. Biology. Wait, is there uh, only two of those? Yes. Okay. Uh, and uh, uh, also another movie he was known for, according to his IMDb page, is phenomenon and the final uh movie he's known for oh, is uh the 
the film adaptation of The Sorcerer's Apprentice, starring uh, one Nicolas Cage Coppola, as we know him in the business, and Jay Baruchel, who, you know, one of these days is going to... Well, he was the voice of uh, How to Train Your Dragon, right? Yeah, Yeah. he was the voice of that cartoon. I think I thought I recognized that name. I guess I probably vaguely know it from those things, even though I didn't don't celebrate the uh National Treasure catalog as much as you do. Uh, <laughs> but I think I'm mostly thinking of Bojack Horseman, the turtle t- turtle bomb or whatever. Oh uh-huh. Yeah. It just sounds maybe like a producer name or like Yeah. This week from John Turtletop, the Fugitive Four. Where's my that? arm? What do you think that name means? Etymologically speaking. Well, you know that part of a turtle, turtle um, where you're looking in between the two levels of shell and you see that sort of wrinkly skin in between mm-hmm. the legs? Mm-hmm. That's the taub. Oh, okay. Of the turtle. Hmm. And then it shits on you because it's scared. Well. Because you shouldn't be holding it up it, and looking at it. The animal doesn't do that. <laughs> My cat, Tippy. Tippy, if no, you're listening, she just like scratches the shit out of you. Oh yeah! Do not We've got use. A thing. We've got a thing. Do not use your cat, whom I like, <laughs> as an example of a reasonable animal. Thank you very much. Every day she looks at me like she's never seen me before. <laughs> what else you got? Pluses? Anything? You know, I'm glad you asked. Uh, I did write here. Here are just some loose thoughts that I wrote while watching. <laughs> loose thoughts, my favorite. I knew this movie was going to lose me, was one note. And then uh, I wrote it as an outline with a bullet underneath. <laughs> he's a magnet, question mark? Yeah. At first, I thought it was just, he's going to be super smart. He got struck by lightning or what have you. And he, he's going to be super smart. But no, instead, it's UFOs or something. Um, and he's also a magnet, like fucking powder over there. He's not a magnet. He has telekinesis kyle but still how still. did you not we're literally doing this movie together with powder how did you not know he had telekinesis i just look dj i'm my own man that's true i don't know what that means in this situation no, but i just thought it would right. throw you off the case i take it back i guess and i just thought this i i just i'm not mad phenomenon i'm just disappointed i just <laughs> expected more of you well, that was. That's I know you. your brother Powder is running around like a, like an ass all over town, throwing telekinesis and saying stupid things about you know trusting your heart or whatever. But phenomenon, goddammit, you got Kira Cedric, the fucking closer. Uh, yeah, you got but... Forrest Whitaker, Idi Amin. You've got the consigliere to the you know the Corleone family, and you're over here acting like a jackass, luring pens and paper clips all over the goddamn place. Fuck you, phenomenon. You expected more. I just did. I feel. I still feel like that's on you. Like if you're babysitting, <laughs> let's say you're babysitting your three year old nephew, right? Uh-huh. And you like put him in the him cab well. of a semi truck, and he. Somehow knocks it out of gear, and the semi-truck crashes into an orphanage, and it sets on fire, and it kills everything. Is that on your nephew? Your three-year-old nephew? But, I mean, is you, my I nephew... I expected more from you, Henry. Was my nephew also in The Apostle, one of the best movies hey, in the past 20 Robert years? Robert Duvall was good in this. Uh, yeah. What do you want him but to do? But that doesn't mean, like, the movie surrounding it's him not, was, like... It's not Robert Duvall, Turtletop, directing this movie. What's he supposed to do? 
Yeah, but I mean, that's like saying you saw like, his butt. You saw Robert Duvall's butt. I, I first off, I guarantee you that is not Robert Duvall's butt. I, Robert Duvall was probably like, I was in The Godfather. I'm not going to put my ass on. A I window. have been waiting for decades <laughs> to see this man's derriere, and I saw it in the like first act in the one of the first scenes before we saw his face. But uh, uh, back magical. to your nephew thing, like no. We can move on from that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I feel like saying it's my nephew is unfair. This movie, being your nephew? Yeah. It's a loose metaphor. It's a very loose metaphor. Like a loose stool. <laughs> Which I said because I lost the thread of what I was going to say. So go on with something else you want to say. Okay. Actually, one of my other positives was Duval's butt. So we've already covered <laughs> um, uh, One of my other notes is the plot kicked in, period, and it's dumb. Yeah, about halfway through the movie. The FBI comes to raid Jack George, Hatch. Jack George, Hatch? Jack Hatch. I thought it was Jack Cash, and I really liked that, but that's not his character's name. That sounds like the, the spy in a mo- bo- series of books my dad would read. My name's Jack Cash. FBI. Uh, why did I throw my pad down? I don't know. You're just going to have to get it again. No. Um, the FBI raids because he has a thing going on with, uh, Idi Amin and he, uh, they, they sort of send Morse code to a strange frequency that's coming through and he's able to click through the code, click and, uh, decipher it it and respond to it, which turns out it's the government and they, you know, find him and raid his home, steal all his experiments. But this is like 40 minutes into the movie. I'm I'm like, come on guys. Yeah. Actually, it might be fair to say an hour into the movie. Yeah, it was it was like halfway through. And it's like, you can't just start, like, throwing shit in like the FBI. I don't know. But it was a little annoying that Jack Hatch and his crew show up at the last minute. Including that professor right before the FBI crew. Yeah. He shows up also feeling, like, out of nowhere and is like, hey, you called me earlier. What's going on? And Well, because he predicts a, right. uh, he, predicts he predicts an earthquake, earthquake. and so he, he tries Berkeley. to call, yeah, he tries to call the nearest seismologist, which I guess is Berkeley, and, uh, and the guy hangs up on him, but eventually when they do have an earthquake, he comes, he comes a-knocking. But before that point, the movie is just a series of vignettes. Yeah, it's just like, what would happen if somebody in a it's him chasing out a bunny. real smart? It's him, you know, playing ham radio with Idi Amin. It's him. Uh, <laughs> it's him uh, finding that. a boy. You know, using the powers of smartness, the powers of he has some sort of psychosis. extrasensory per- perception. He can feel. He can. He's an empath. He can like feel. Hey, this is some comic book shit here. He can feel what the boy is feeling, and he he's like sick and. <laughs> Ah. Every right. day is a winding road. Every day is a winding, winding road. road. <laughs> the Get a little bit closer. Secretary from Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we talk about the relationship between Kira Sedgwick and John oh, Travolta? That's a, a good deal of notes in here. Now. Lay it on me. I've just got one exchange that's partially paraphrased. But she, at one point, throughout the whole first act he uh he's sort of chasing after her yeah she chasing sells chairs mm, she sells chairs in his uh, garage or outside his garage uh turns out he's been buying them the whole time to keep her like coming back to the garage yeah. to supply him with chairs gaslighting um <laughs> right uh 
and uh, he uh, sees his ki- her kids like playing out, and he like, hey, hop in my car, and takes him back to her house, and uh, he's like walking around with her, and she's like, look, I want to keep my life simple. When he's like trying to be flirty, yeah, and he questions her like, "Oh, what happened to you in the past?" Uh, and my take was like, "I am a person who can make my own choices. Like, fuck <laughs> off. Yeah. I don't want to date you. Please." She's stop. giving you a line. Like, the first thing we meet them, he's like, "Why don't you come on a date with me to my birthday party?" And she's like, "No, I don't want to go there." And he's like, I can get you a babysitter. And it's like, no, that's not what she said. She said, I don't want to go. And I'm sorry. I know that in this story, probably written by a man. Definitely written by a man. She actually does just want to keep her life uncomplicated and does actually like him. So it doesn't work for this movie. But like, if someone ever gives you the line, my life is just too complicated. I don't want to complicate it. That means they don't like you. Yeah. that's. It's not like they're like... (laughs) I, th- I mean, it's just this male invention of, oh, women, they don't know what they want. You just have to convince them. Yeah. It's exhausting. And I, it's something I know we'll just keep running into because we keep watching 80s and 90s movies over yeah. and over and over again, which trains. Or movies today. It's still it's still very much. I mean, it is it's true. It's a little better, but not always. But I feel like we as a culture led by. Yeah. women are saying like stop doing that please yeah this is this is one of those like what this is what nice guys picture when they're being persistent like they're right like, uh they're picturing someone who actually does have an interest in them but is for other reasons just not not giving into it there or, must be or so many complications that this woman doesn't want to sit on my penis right it must be because i'm almost too nice but i bought her chairs so she fucking owes me and i have them piled in my house like a fucking serial killer he should have immediately been killed eliminated from contention of, of, of from the dating pool just by rubbing her chin uh, with his greasy hands uh, so she like takes a bite of his tomato oh, okay okay Wait, actually, no, wait. No, it was literally doing, tomato. Am I doing Sorry. sex wrong? Because I don't know what that actually would equate okay, to. Okay, it was a literal tomato. She <laughs> took she took a bite of his tomato and, the, and like uh, juice <sighs> squirted on her chin, and then uh, he rubs her chin with his like he's a mechanic, so he's got oil and grease all over his hands, and it's like, ugh, don't do that. Every day is a winding road. What <laughs> if that's just the segue throughout this entire episode? <laughs> We also have um, a Peter Gabriel song in this, yeah. in this movie, which I, I forgot about. I remember the song, I Have the Touch. Did you Something confirm else. Aaron Neville covering yeah. Van Morrison Aaron and Neville. Jewel covering? Yeah. the in, There's an intimate haircutting scene with Aaron Ugh. Neville's cover of Van Morrison's Crazy Love. And it's a little weird, but it's fine. Um we we kept yelling, watch the butt chin. <laughs> she shaves him. She as shaves well. him, and he's got. He looks like he's taking a bullet to the chin. That's she says she's never. It's not done even that. a butt chin. It's like a perfect little yeah. sphincter in his face. It's like an eddy if his face were water. <laughs> it's that's like she says she's never done this before in the movie, and like that's like a level ten shave. Oh yeah, I was expecting her to pull that towel away and him to be covered with blood. <laughs> They didn't play that part for reality. Deleted scenes. Man. 
Do you have more on, on their relationship or was that? that no, was, that was okay. it. It just creeps me the fuck out. He also, he starts growing his pickup artist network because he, <sighs> so he learns Portuguese and then the, the little boy who wasn't lost in the orchard, Alberto. Who for, Alberto, his mom speaks a little bit English and she's looking for work. And so he hires her phenomenon, hires her to go work for Idi Amin. <laughs> I wish everyone in the the movie just called him phenomenon. <laughs> like it's his like superhero name. It's, yeah. Uh, Did anyone in Powder call him Powder? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did they? Yeah. Remember at the end? Powder! (laughs) God, what a piece of shit! (laughs) Hey, spoiler alert for people who haven't listened to the Powder episode yet. Or it was great, maybe? We don't know. I don't know. Listen. (laughs) Download it and rate it on iTunes. Nothing will entice people to listen to more episodes of our podcast than us speaking in that tone. <laughs> we talk like this all the time. Um, so, yeah, he he records, because he's learned Portuguese, he records some phrases for his friend, Edie Amin. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Portuguese. Portuguese. Because she's actually from Portugal, I guess. We were like, really? She's not from Brazil? Okay. Um, anyway. Uh, and he, I mean, with Brazil, you can just walk up. Yeah, you can just walk on up. Just come on the land bridge. Just get on a, uh, just get in a caravan of people, and uh, they won't stop you. Let me tell you, DJ. They're bad hombres, or as they would say in Portuguese, bad hombres. Eh? I don't know. I don't know if that's wrong. Mal hombres. Eh? Buenas tardes means good afternoon. <laughs> in Spanish, though, I don't. Uh, know that's where Portuguese. we get the word uh, late, for tardy for late, because mm-hmm. if you arrive in the afternoon, you are way behind schedule. Yeah. Everyone uh, knows that. So he uh, records some phrases in Portuguese, and it's like your 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 face was... is like music or something like that. And so when he says it to uh, the cleaner when she comes, she comes to clean his house to clean his house for an indetermined amount of money, undetermined amount of money, or time, or, or time. Whatever. And it's like a, he's a, a hoarder. Like his house is like a. Pigsty. Men, though, you know? But then he Women says just her face is like music, them. and she's into it. So, good job, Phenomenon. Idiot. Well, but he... Oh, yeah, it was Phenomenon. It was point. his pickup artist network. I do have one more note about Kira Sedgwick. Please. She says at one point, you scare me. And he says, you scare me, too. And I was like, the... It also like plays like some screenwriter's fantasy of how women are just like, ooh, this scary man. Men are scary because, you know, they're just so intense and I just really want to be around intense men. Uh, this whole movie is bullshit. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I feel like that's my main, well, I have two negatives and it's the relationship with this woman, which is the uh, crux of the whole movie and the whole last act. Yeah. Which is when it's like, uh, we were sort of being like the casual powder, but now we're going full powder. Yeah. When it gets very self-serious, people start screaming monologues at each other. Yeah. Um, about important things. <laughs> uh, and I mean, that's, I feel like what fell powder was the, uh, the college screenplay self-seriousness. I wrote down a pun, the bald self-seriousness mm. of powder. Uh, and it's also a, a pun on uh, phenomenon because John Travolta is, of course, 
notoriously bald. Um, Was he in this? Is that a hairpiece he's wearing? I mean, I don't know. But yeah. now he is definitely, he yeah. looks like one of those Energizer people from the 90s. You remember that family? You already you, used that joke. Did I? Yeah. Earlier? <laughs> in the uh, face-off <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I'm nothing if not consistent. <laughs> That's how you know I really feel that way. Yeah. I'm not making it up for ratings. We have another plus. Um, oh, here we go. We have data in this movie. Brent Spiner. He doesn't really do anything. Sure. He just looks stunned. Because he, he's like one of the people at the uh, He's not at the FBI, is he? I don't know. I don't know if he works for the FBI, but he's there when he's taken him to the F- FBI and gives him a bunch of tests, and that's about it. Yeah, he quizzes him on animals. Name as List many animals, animals in, in 60 seconds. How old would somebody be born in 1928? Right. Then, and then... And then he wants uh, John Travolta wants to go home. Phenomenon wants to go home so bad that he starts showing them his telekinesis. Ridiculous! If you want to go home, why would you do that? And the Brent Spiner scene is weird because I'm not saying it's not remarkable that John Travolta could do it, but it doesn't like say to me like no one else could do this. What the the naming animals oh. even in alphabetical order thing? Yeah, or calculating what age someone would be. Like, I feel like someone who is really good at math would be able to do Especially that. Especially when you stall, like he did, asking all those questions. Yeah. Because then you've like, oh, I figured out the years. Now I just need to figure out the, you know, the days. And now I just got to figure out the hours. And yeah. now I got to figure out the minutes. Um, I just, it just seemed like a weird extraneous scene that didn't, oh, that's how good he is. And yeah, the fact that he showed his telekinesis is like, if the government, if you're already uncomfortable at how much the government is, Keeping you from reliving your own normal life, like showing them that you have magical powers may not help. (laughs) But we're all capable of doing that. He's only using 10% Uh, full powder. That is the full powder. We just have to unlock our brains by having giant finger-like brain tumors all over our craniums. We've already talked about it too much, but uh, one more thing on the relationship between Kira Sedgwick and John (laughs) Travolta in this. At one point... (laughs) He says, I should probably leave you alone, shouldn't I? And literally all three of us, <laughs> my wife included, yelled, yes, leave screen. her alone. It's good. I guess this is a negative. It just says this got pretty boring. I mean, it just, I mean, maybe this goes into my last point. Should I have my Jeremy Powell trademarked last point yes. of contention? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts from Jerry Springer. <laughs> Be good to you. Each other and yourself. What is it? Be good to yourself. You are not the father. Okay. That's Maury Povich and you know it. Yeah, sure. Um, I feel like this movie is a good premise. It's like, mm. what if a jocular small town guy got real smart, Flowers for Algernon style, all of a sudden, how would that change his life? And then they realized, oh, that's just the premise of a movie. I haven't thought out act two and act three. Yeah. And it just seems like it's sort of throwing train tracks in front of the plot as it's going along. It's because, like, well, the time's still running, so I got to come up with something to keep this train a moving. Yeah. So, Jack Hatch, get in here! Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, brain tumor, what are you doing? We need you get in here! Um, and I feel like it doesn't have like an actual interesting thing to say about John Travolta's, you know, smart guy character. So it's just like we got to kill him. There's nothing else for him but to kill him. I, don't, I mean, I agree with you in, in in general. The 
the the brain tumor idea I think is an interesting like why it happened. It's obviously not founded in science, but none of this is, so it's, right. that's okay. But the I think that's an interesting reason why and why he saw lights and all that kind of stuff. But that that whole stuff that in the middle all seems extraneous. The FBI, the whole thing. I mean, especially because it doesn't pay off. Like they let yeah, him go, and that's it. It internally makes sense, like why he why they would come after him because he broke the code and whatever. But like, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything for his character. It, it makes him, I guess, I guess it adds to his stress. That's the point of it. It makes cause like, well, he's yeah, sort of, he does. He does seem to crack after. Yeah. That. He has a breakdown after that. So I guess that's the point of it plot wise, but it just felt like a plot device because mm-hmm. it was, but yeah. And they could have cut all that. And I, and first of all, it'd be shorter. It was a two hour movie. It didn't need to be. And, uh, and then also like, I, it didn't pay off later, so it didn't really matter. I guess the only thing is they come after him later because he escapes the hospital, and Jack Hash Hatch uh, <laughs> comes to the closer's house, and then he can tell that he's there, but he, uh, he sort of lets him because right. she, she says, "How would you want to die?" and he just leaves. So I guess there's like a little bit of character beats for. Do you think Jack, Jack Hatch, Hatch, as he was driving away, said, "I hate that man." But I respect him. You son of a bitch. <laughs> and then he's like singing to Jewel, singing. What song was that? Some John Hyatt song. Oh, Have a Little Faith yeah. in Me. She, ugh. Just, ugh. And it was like early Jewel because she still had the. I would rather listen to Mandy Moore's cover of Have a Little Faith in Me. <laughs> and we do get something fun, which is that he literally died in her arms tonight. And I suspect that it was something she said. Might have been. She and just, I mean I mean I'm not I don't want to blame the victim, but he should have just walked away. Should have walked away. <laughs> right, I that, don't like that song. I just want to say that. Died in your arms tonight? Yeah. I don't care for it. And it's like one of those songs that's like, hey, remember the 80s? Here, we got a Time Life 80s album coming. Well, this is turning into Bill Cosby, but you know what I mean. Like, not in a, not in a rapist way. So you can't just, you can't just you can't call just his say name it anymore. just turns into a Bill Cosby thing. Uh, anyway, look, I just don't like that song. It's okay. It's okay. I, I, I am neutral on that song, uh, but I will sing it if it comes on the radio. Uh, I will turn it if it comes on the radio. Actively yeah. against it. So I'm trying to it? remember how that the verse goes. I have no idea how the verse of that song goes. I can hear the guitar solo. Should we go to the verdict? Yeah. So, uh, TJ, you want to give it your verdict? Yeah, I'm. I'm going to say your child is not an idiot. I think it's fine. This is not a good movie. I don't think anybody is like. I wouldn't rush to, especially having just lived through Powder. This movie's fine. It's boring in parts. It has some really troubling uh, man woman stuff, just from a modern perspective. Uh, well, from any perspective, but especially looking at she it doesn't want to fuck you, John. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, maybe we can, uh, maybe this could be a, a, use it as a teachable moment for, uh, for nice guys, quote unquote, you could just watch them be like this bad. Don't do this. Just hop on Reddit and explain it to them. They, they usually are really keen to take some I'll just criticism. get on there. It'll be, a, yeah, it'll be really receptive. Hey guys, I'm about to drop a red pill on you. Is that how you <laughs> that use that term? I don't know. I'm not into the slang. What did you think? I, I mean, as I said at the top, I've never been more neutral on a movie. <laughs> I have no strong feeling either way. Yeah. But almost so, it's so neutral that if you told me that oh, I love the movie Phenomenon, I'd have to be like, really, you Her? love it? <laughs> it just, I mean, it's it's a, it's definitely filmed. This is Anne as the plane on Nose's <laughs> face. Wait, no, sorry. It's definitely uh, got uh, an act structure. It's definitely oh. got characters in it Mm -hmm. they definitely hired different actors to play each character always a plus yeah uh you know the sound i can i can definitely hear everything the director wanted me to hear don't the songs uh bump it up for you you got to if i could change every day is a winding road got that amazing background vocal part that he also hits the like the breath after the d and row row You've been thinking about that background vocal part for 20 years. And, you're and not this is give my time credits. to shine. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I guess I would knock it. No, you know what? I would say your in my verdict is your inner child is. <laughs> you're going to land right at 50%. <laughs> right at 50%. I'm going to give 51 just because it's fine. That's it. That's all I've got. And that's the show. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Y-I-C-I-A-I. Call our hotline is 615-576-0525 and uh, leave us a message. We'll play it on the show if uh, you want us to. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. Blah, 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 blah. You can email us at idiot at gmail.com. Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, that will help other people find the podcast. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash idiot. And we want to thank our current patrons, including Jacob Grimm, Jeremy Pallon, Joshua Nicholson, Karen Kurd, Larissa Maestro, Dan McIntyre, Ghosts in the Burbs. And Jonathan Day. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we really appreciate it. You're helping us continue to make this show. And uh, we really could do it without you, but we wouldn't want to. It'd be weird if we did it without you. Yeah. It would just be us watching movies and talking to each other. And Damon and I would never do that. I wouldn't dream of it. And forcing your wife to watch them along with us while we talk over everything. Ugh. And you know what? And then debate whether Babyface was involved in any way. He was. He produced... The movie. No, he didn't produce the movie. And his name is Kenneth Babyface Edmonds. Thank you very much. I call him old KB. I would be the sunlight in your universe. You would think my love is really something good. If I could change the world. Cheryl Crow's background singer. <laughs> My name's Greg. Covers. Change. My name's Greg.